I'm our Joe Bucks, Tony Brooks. This is TheBealPod.com, The Week in Georgia, in English, coming to you from smack dab in the middle of Long Island, New York. Sorry we missed last week. That was due to the surprise arrival of Archie Kadzo Mullen. Today is Thursday, the 23rd of August, 2018. On this date in 79, Mount Vesuvius begins showing signs of activity on Vulcanalia, the feast day of Vulcan, god of volcanoes, volcanoes and the forge. On the 24th, the volcano erupted, destroying the Roman cities of Pompeii and Herculaneum. 634, the first Rashidun Caliph and the first Muslim outside of Muhammad's family, Abu Bakr, dies in Medina. 1382, the newly formed Golden Horde under Tok Tamish begins the siege of Moscow and will eventually be let into the city to slaughter about 24,000 people. 1572, mob violence against thousands of Huguenots in Paris results in the St. Bartholomew's Day Massacre, which resulted in my ancestors, the Dolier family of Montalban, moving to Ireland. 1831, Nat Turner's slave rebellion ends after being surrounded by military and militia forces in Southampton, Virginia. 56 slaves are executed, another 120 Black people, mostly uninvolved in the rebellion, are lynched by local militias. 1939, Nazi, Nazi Germany and Soviet Union begin and start sorry start the Second World War by signing the Molotov von Ribbentrop Pact in Moscow. They called it a non-aggression pact, but actually the point of it was to allow them to invade their neighbors without worrying about each other. It remained in place until Hitler attacks Soviet forces in Poland two years later. 1942, three years later, the largest battle in the Second World War begins in Stalingrad, modern Volgograd. By the time it ends, February 1943, nearly two million people have been killed, wounded, or captured in that battle, and the tide has turned. 1990, Armenia declares its sovereignty a little under a year before it officially declares independence from the Soviet Union. Birthdays are... 1919, Baku-born Russian-Jewish mathematician Vladimir Abramovich Ruchlin, and in 1951, Chief Mufti of the Chechen Republic of Icheria, and the first president of the Chechen Republic, Ahmad, Ahmad Kadyrov, father of the current Chechen dictator. I'm your host, Mark Mullen. If you'd like to comment or ask a question, go to tabilpod.com or send us an email at tabilpod.gmail.com. The state security service detained 21-year-old Ruslan Shavadze, who was convicted in abstentia in July of joining a foreign terrorist group and assisting with terrorist acts in relation to Ahmed Chataev's ISIS cell. He joined ISIS in 2016, participated in military operations in Syria and Iraq before returning home, illegally crossing from Turkey into the Khalbachodi uh, district of Ajada with Chataev and others. Shavadze was at the apartment that was the site of the November 2017 special operation in which Chataev associates and the police officer were killed, but he apparently left the apartment early and has been in hiding ever since. Shavadze was arrested in Batumi, where he is reportedly from. He was sentenced to 13 years in prison. Ministry of Education banned Felici's International Black Sea University from accepting new students for the next year. Ministry said that the ban is related to a 2013 tax penalty of 700,000 lati, but the university says that the ban is illogical and that it will pay the penalty if an ongoing court dispute over its uh, over it is resolved in the government's favor. A lawyer for IBSU said that the move also might have come about because they were considering selling shares 
to a British company, while a Georgian businessman with connections at the ministry was also interested, but hoped to pay less than the British company. Students have also, uh, sorry, students have organized protests calling the move politically motivated, which of course it was, um, as the ban came shortly after the Turkish ambassador to Georgia made claims about IBSU's association with the Turkish Gulen movement, which the Turkish government claims is a terrorist movement because Erdogan hates Gulen. Other institutions associated with Gulenists by the Turkish government include the private Demidel College and the Shaheen School, which have already been closed by the Georgian government. About 800 students had planned to attend IBSU in the fall, meaning now. It was a very bizarre and arbitrary decision by the ministry, certainly punitive for some kind of corrupt personal or diplomatic reasons or a combination of two or three. Otsneba has announced that it will not participate in consultations for the new chair of the Supreme Court. Earlier parliamentary speaker Idakli Kobachidze said that they would participate, but that they were skeptical of the value of participation since President Georgi Margvelashvili had been appointing members of his administration to vacant judiciary spots. Two Margvelashvili advisors responded that they wouldn't get involved in political squabbles with Otsneba over the issue. Then Kobachidze announced that they would not participate, also saying that Margvelashvili's Attack, that he attacks the court every time a United National Movement case comes up. Deputy Parliamentary Speaker Tamar Chugoshvili said that there was no point in participating considering the attitude of the presidential administration and that it seems real consultations between the two main actors, the president and the parliament, will not happen. So the president can continue the process on his own and present the candidate. Currently, the president needs 76 MPs to vote for his candidate. If, he, if the candidate is rejected, the next election will take place under the rules of the new constitution under which the High Council of Justice, which, by the way, Otsneba controls, and not the president, nominates the chair. This is an excuse for Otsneba to prevent Mark Velashvili from appointing the judge, saying that he will not negotiate this BS. When Chugoshvili says there's no point, what that means is they are the ones that assist on appointing judges that they can control, not him, and so they will do that. So whoever Mark Velashvili appoints will be voted down, and they know that. Mark Velashvili also invited local NGOs, including the hardest-working NGO in the Caucasus Transparency International, Georgia, to form an advisory panel for the Supreme Court chair that would choose a candidate that Mark Velashvili would then nominate. The organizations declined, saying that they would be willing to provide opinions on specific candidates, but that the actual choice was a political decision and should be made by the president. No candidates have been named yet. Malchaz Kobauri, the 19-year-old shepherd accused of murdering Ryan, Laura, and Caleb Smith, an American family living in Georgia, underwent psychiatric examination at the Samkharauli National Forensic Bureau. His defense lawyer says Malchaz Kobauri is absolutely healthy and therefore he could not commit a crime of such brutality. Strange defense. Despite the, an early confession, Kobauri now says that the family was killed by men of North Caucasus appearance, of which the police have found no trace. UNM-led opposition coalition Strength is in Unity is accusing the Central Elections Commission of nepotism and corruption related to the appointment of temporary district election commissions. They said that almost 80% of the appointments were made to relatives or close associates of security service officers, CEC officials, or Otsneba members. The coalition 
presidential campaign manager Georgi Vashadze said that this is the first step towards election fraud. Tbilisi Sakrabulo and UNM member Levan Khabeshvili added accusations that CEC officials are missing, misusing funds and going on unreasonable business trips. CEC Chair Tamar Zhvania said that the accusations were baseless, noting that some of the same people who had also been appointed in 2006 and 2008 um, had been appointed and that they were merit-based. The CEC said that this is a discreditation campaign intended to damage public trust in the institution. Well, Tsneba member of parliament, Dmitry uh, Kunzadze, announced last week that Bizina Ivanishvili's plan not to run a presidential candidate has been met with internal opposition and that Kunzadze and other Otsneba leaders want to run someone. He noted that most Otsneba MPs agreed with Bizina, but that he was concerned that it would be hard to explain the choice to voters, which might lead to uncertainty, and uncertainty might lead to undesirable outcomes. We might end up having an opposition president who won't be a guarantor of stability. Kundadze, stability meaning control by Osneba. Kundadze also expressed concern that Osneba might have to answer for the actions of an endorsed independent candidate, like, for example, wacko Salome Zurabashvili's controversial remarks on the anniversary of the 2008 war. Then on the 21st, Prime Minister Bakhtadze confirmed that discussions about a presidential candidate were continuing. Independent presidential candidate Salome Zurabashvili set up a debate after announcing that if elected, she would relocate the presidential resident to Antonelli Palace instead of its current location, Avlabadi Palace, keeping it to the important stuff. She said that the Avlabadi location could be used either by the country's prime minister or foreign minister or be used as a common venue for diplomatic visits, but it should not be occupied by the president. The president has to be in a place that fits its competences. United National Movement and European Georgia members said that the presidential residence should stay where it currently is and accused Zurabashvili of trying to please Bidzina Ivanashvili, which she undoubtedly was. Otsneba well, members supported Zurabashvili and have been working to move the presidential residence for a while. Parliamentary Speaker Irakli Kobachidze said that the residence, as a symbol of statehood, had to correspond with presidential powers. And the flashy and large Avlabadi Palace does not correspond with the increasingly limited powers of the presidency. Incumbent President Georgi Markvalashvili said while he was running in 2013 that he would move to Atonelli, but then changed his mind after the election. The Atonelli building was built to hold the president's administration, uh, but has been empty since it was completed in 2015. Surabashvili also officially began her campaign on the 16th at the Niko Nikoladze Museum in the village of Didi um, Jihiashi in Imereti. Nikoladze, a writer, was her great-grandfather. She said that as president, she would work to combat gender-based violence, start an agency for the resocialization of emigrants, improve programs for the disabled and the elderly, deal with the with immigration concerns, creepy, and address semi-clientelist appointments in government. Prime Minister Bakhtadze appointed seven new governors of Femo Kartli, Shida Kartli, Mschetem Tianete, Samsha Javacheti, Imereti, Samagrelo Zemos Vanetti, and Guria, former Deputy Minister for IDP's Accommodation and Refugees, Shota Rechviashvili, is now Governor of Femo Kartli, former Head of Regional Coordination for the Ministry of Agriculture, Shalva Kereselidze is governor of Mschetem Tianete, former head of contracts at Magticam Georgi 
Kojvanishvili is the governor of Shidakartli, former chief of the regional police department in Imereti, Racha Lechhumi, and Kvemos Vaneti. Besik Amidanishvili is governor of Samska Javacheti, former head of the Eastern Command of the Land Forces of Georgia. Shavlego Tabatadze is the governor of Imereti, head of the Hazelnut Processors and Exporters Association. Andre Moserelia is governor of Samagrelo Zemosvaneti and former chairman of the Trade Union of Georgian Railways. Zura Nasaraya is governor of Guria. Only governors of Rachalech Khumi, Kvemosvaneti, and Kacheti uh, have remained to be appointed since Bakhtadze uh, began his change, changes. Supposedly, this is moving to an administrative position, but if it's an administrative position, it should be a public hiring process, sort of like a city manager system, like in Dallas and, and some other American cities. Um, but these are actually political uh, appointees and quite powerful, and they should be elected if they're going to have legitimized regions with, uh, with real appointees. Two new regional police uh, chiefs have been appointed by Interior Minister Georgi Gacharia. Uh, Konstantin uh, Ananiashvili replaced Lasha Gogniashvili in Ajara. Ananiashvili had been heading the Shidakartli police and has been replaced there by his deputy, Mamuka Sagriashvili. The government says that the changes are part of the standard staff rotation process. State Security Service questioned Malchaz uh, Machalikashvili about remarks he made about possible suicide bombings in May and about his ties to individuals convicted of terrorism. Machali Kashvili's son, Tamerlane, uh, was killed by security forces in Pakisi's special operation in December 2017. His family maintains that he was innocent. Malchaz's lawyers say he is innocent and he has not yet been formally charged with anything, and that by questioning him months after the events, the security service is trying to hurt his reputation to help themselves as he has been a protest leader against them this year. Deputy Head of the State Security Service, Yosef uh, Gogashvili, has resigned, though no official reason has been given. He was associated with the controversial counterterrorism special operations. German Chancellor and leader of the free world, Angela Merkel, is in Tbilisi from the 23rd through the 25th. Uh, that is the first visit by Chancellor since the 2008 war. Accompanying her are a number of Georgian business people who will attend a, a German-Georgian business forum. The Iranian foreign ministry has lodged a complaint with the Georgian government over disrespect for Islamic, Islamic headscarves at the Tbilisi airport following an incident with several passengers headed to Isfahan. They also summoned the Georgian ambassador to Iran and sent an official note of protest. Georgian Ministry of Foreign Affairs says that it was conducted, that it has conducted a preliminary investigation but found no evidence of wrongdoing. On the 21st of August, the Ministry of Justice lodged a European Court of Human Rights case against Russia over the killing of Archil Tatunashvili in South Ossetian custody in February. They claim that the Russian occupation is part of a campaign deliberately targeting ethnic Georgians. On the 22nd, uh, Tbilisi-based NGO Empathy Center filed an individual um, filed an individual brief on behalf of Tatunashvili's family, claiming that the right to life, prohibition of torture, right to liberty, and security, right to respect for private and family life and right uh, to uh, effective remedy were all violated. New Russian surveillance post has been spotted near the village Koda on the South Ossetian occupation line. The post appears to have a telescope, and locals see it as yet another step towards borderization and increased surveillance. 
Government's plan to resume cataloging South Ossetian and Abkhazian IDP property through the program. Program begun in 2006, but recently inactive. So far, they've cataloged the possession of about 67,000 Abkhazian households and now plan to begin working with about 10,000 South Ossetian IDP households from the regions of Tigva, Eredvi, Kurta, and Ahalgori. The, uh, the authorities plan to make a digital catalog using property records, neighbors, and satellites to confirm ownership. This is a really fantastic program that everybody ought to watch carefully um, and, uh, and assist in any way they can to uh, make sure that IDP's rights are respected and that uh, there can be possibilities of, uh, of, of title transfers if, uh, if anybody's uh, claims are satisfied. The South Ossetian Presidential Administration building in Schinvali caught fire on the 8th of August, the 10th anniversary of the 2008 war. The cause has not been fully determined, but it's believed to be related to electrical wiring. About 140 square meters of the building were burned. Abkhazian authorities have responded to an increasing drug problem by passing a bill enacting harsh punishments for drug offenses, including property confiscations, life in prison, and death sentences for dealing. The bill, is all, the bill also contains... Uh, new punishment for driving under the influence, including a nearly $10,000 U.S. fine, driver's license revocation, and a nine-year ban on holding public office. MP Valeri Agurba said that they were uh, using the countries of Southeast Asia as models, meaning the Philippines probably. Abkhazian authorities have also declared Soviet passports invalid, causing problems for many Georgians in Abkhazia that use those passports for identification and travel. They've also suspended the issuing of residency permits. So the only option for Georgians who wish to leave Abkhazia, as many do to visit family and work, is to get an Abkhazian passport, which requires them to renounce their Georgian identity in favor of rediscovered Abkhazian roots. For those not familiar with the operational aspects of ethnic cleansing, this is an important part of the method. First, you drive out or isolate the group you want to get rid of. Then you gradually make it bureaucratically impossible for them to maintain their identity. And you gradually increase the uh, difficulty and penalties for them keeping connection and contact with their group. Abkhazian Vice President uh, Vitali Gabnia has resigned following an incident in which he was hit in the head with a glass. He's promised to retaliate in the Abkhazian spirit since he was apparently unable to pursue legal retaliation. Sergei Shamba, Prime Minister of Abkhazia in 2010-11, was interviewed by Echo Moskvi uh, about Georgian-Abkhazian relations. He says that the Geneva discussion should continue and that it's time to think about a common future for the two as neighbors. He also said that he considers Georgians friends, not enemies, and that while there was an ethnic element to the conflict, it was more political than anything else. 1,137 students from Abkhazia have enrolled in Georgian universities since 2015, the majority of them with public funding. Most of them are ethnically Georgian. Only about five or six ethnic Abkhaz from Abkhazia enrolled in that time period. United States Congressman Devin Nunes and Rick Crawford visited Tbilisi two weekends ago where they were met by Prime Minister Bakhtadze. For those who don't know, Devin Nunes is a Kremlin asset and a liar and is preventing the House from investigating uh, how the Kremlin put Trump in office. He is from Fresno, California and pretends to be a farmer. Crawford is just an accompanying Trump button polisher from Arkansas who refuses to debate his Democratic challenger out of cowardice.
The United States Congress's 2019 Defense Authorization Act was signed by President Donald Trump on the 13th. It calls for a robust security sector assistance for Georgia, including strengthening defense capabilities and readiness of the country and improving interoperability with NATO forces. The bill also requests that U.S. agencies look into expanding the frequency, scale, and scope of military exercises on the Black Sea with Ukraine and Georgia. A scheduled performance by three Bassiani resident DJs at the Red Bull Music Festival in Moscow was announced two weeks ago and then canceled two days later after considerable public outcry. Facebook commentators called the performance an insult to Georgia, especially because it was announced during the 10th year anniversary of the 2008 war. They also said the move was a betrayal of Bassiani's values of freedom and resistance. Bassiani owners said that their participation in the event was dedicated to resistance to repressive regimes, including that of Russian President Vladimir Putin, but they had not, but that they had been misunderstood. A photograph of two members of the Georgia National Freestyle Wrestling Team, Chino Petriashvili and Zurab Yakobashvili, and their coach posing with a group of people wearing T-shirts with Russian flags and a Russian Ossetian coach face uh, on uh, with the Russian Ossetian coach's face on them has caused outrage online. Petriashvili said that they were asked to take the picture by the Russian coach. It was done as a gesture of friendship, not meant politically. Their coach also apologized for any unintended political interpretations. Confederation of the Independent Football Association has announced that the 2019 Conifa World Cup will be held in Stepanakert, Nagorno-Karabakh. Last year's was held in London. Competition includes teams that are not permitted to play in standard tournaments, including those of Abkhazia and South Ossetia. Guram Kashia, the captain of the national football team, was awarded the Union of European Football Association's first Equal Game Award for his courage and public stand for equality when he wore a rainbow armband at the game last year. He faced a strong public backlash by some in Georgia, but continued to make the statement in support of LGBT equality. Kashia now plays in the U.S. for the San Jose Earthquake, and upon receiving the award said, quote, I believe in equality for everyone, no matter who they believe, who they love, and who they are. I thank the UEFA president, Alexander Cheferin, for this award and will always keep defending equality and equal rights for everybody wherever I play. 15-year-old girl from Gudia committed suicide last week after being blackmailed into sending uh, some guy nude photographs then blackmailed more with the photographs. A young man has been arrested and faces up to four years in prison for driving a person to suicide and up to seven for committing lewd acts with an underage person. Online outrage is high, heightened by sensational news coverage, with many calling for harsher punishments for the man and blaming conservative parents for making the daughter feel as though suicide was her only choice. Interpress News reports that Georgia's crime rate was up 55% from 2017 per unspecified statistics from the Interior Ministry. They also reported that in the same period, the crime rate Solved declined from about 54% in 2017 to 37% this year. Strong rain caused flooding in Abkhazia's Gali district, Samagrelo and Ajada last weekend. Batumi streets were flooded temporarily, and some Samagrelo villages have been evacuated. Foreign trade in January uh, through July was up 24.4% from 2017 to 7.1 billion U.S. dollars. Turkey, Russia, China, Azerbaijan continue to be Georgia's main trade partners with copper ores and concentrates, the biggest exports, and petroleum, petroleum and petroleum products, the biggest imports. 
Prime Minister Bakhtadze announced that Georgia will be constructing an underground natural gas storage facility for 150 million euros financed by the German state KFW Development Bank and Georgia's Oil and Gas Corporation. Stuff to read, former Minister for European Integration Tornike Gorgadze wrote a column for Le Monde, translated by Civil.ge, arguing that in 2008, Putin learned that brutality paid off. He notes that the war helped Putin's domestic popularity and also showed him that the, intent, the international community might say a lot of words against him, but was unlikely to act in a meaningful way. Rather, he was rewarded with offers of dialogue from the U.S. and Europe, and then further with the notions of joint responsibility for the war. Russia has since used those lessons and results in Ukraine and Syria, as it has been found that the price for breaking international law is very low compared with benefits to himself. Kedemon Tresilashvili, State Minister for Reconciliation and Civic Equality, was interviewed by OC Media about her reconciliation policy the ministry's successes and failures, and her thoughts on the chances of peace. She says that contact, the movement across the occupation lines uh, have increased recently, which gives her hope for reconciliation, as does a new peace initiative, A Step to a Better Future. The initiative includes steps that aim to simplify access for Abkhazian and South Ossetian entrepreneurs to Georgian and EU markets, among other things. She admitted that the Georgian government made a mistake in shutting down the Ergneti market in Schinvali in 2004, but avoided a question about Georgia's intervening when Abkhazia tries to participate in cultural events, blaming the foreign ministry. She then pivoted about struggles faced by Georgians in Gali. OC Media's Shota uh, Kincha published a piece saying that labeling Georgia's far-right pro-Russian is reductionist and counterproductive, saying that blaming everything on Russia is a reflection of the right's tendency, tendency to blame everything on George Soros, and that instead the underlying social and economic roots of the problem and authoritarianism legacy need to be addressed. He accused liberal NGOs and political parties of being unable to give the Russian boogeyman the... Uh, that their political identities are based on being opposed to and of being passively or actively supportive of the government's ex, uh, exit from uh, economic governments that exist from economic involvement and the negative consequences that follow. Kinja calls on liberals to denounce the worst parts of the UNM era, stop gr- grouping all conservatives into one neo-Nazi pro-Russian mass, and offer alternative perspectives and solutions to social and economic problems facing Georgia today. Eurasianet wrote about predatory lending and how it has entrapped increasingly large numbers of Georgia's poor. 630,000 Georgians uh, have debt that they are unable to pay off, a consequence of tax regulation allowing credit to be extended to pretty much everyone. Most of these loans don't come from big banks, but from microfinance companies that differ dramatically from traditional low-interest entrepreneurial development microfinance, these microfinance companies are just predatory lenders. One company promises that money will reach bank accounts in less than 15 minutes after borrowers fill out an online application. Household debt is now 31.4% of the GDP, the highest in Georgia's regional peers. The National Bank just began regulating these lenders last year, capping interest rates at uh, 100% uh, and then 50%. The new regulations regarding eligibility are set to become effective in 2019. Microfinance companies say these regulations are going to kill their companies, but larger banks are mostly unconcerned. That's what the article says, but in my view, it is largely wrong. 
um, as is the government policy. The main problem is the undiscussed and unaddressed epidemic of online gambling, which creates the demand for these loans. The demand is not met by unethical microfinance organizations, but by individuals who call themselves microfinance organizations. Because because individuals can do that um, and can make enormous amounts of loans and pretend to be involved in some other business because that is unregulated by the government. The borrowers think they're borrowing from real microfinance organizations, but they are not. Yet the government is going after those microfinance organizations. The big banks look forward to the results so that they can take up the business. This would be an easy problem to solve, but the government, particularly the prime minister, who is spearheading this current effort, has missed the mark. He's going after the easy targets that are not the problem rather than the more difficult targets, which are individuals calling themselves um, microfinance organizations, and most importantly, uh, online gambling. Those are politically much more difficult targets, but those are the ones that matter. Chaikhana wrote about the Goths in Georgia who are often labeled Satanists, a dangerous label in a country that sees itself as Christian as Georgia does. They estimate that the Goth population runs to about 20 with two Goth bands in the country. They face uh, comments from strangers and some harassment, but it seems that that's slowly changing. All this stuff to read is posted on our forum. This week's dive bar number is 1,664, the number of plant species in the Algeti National Park's Floristic knot, including 43 poisonous varieties. Announcements at Tbilisi Art Palace is hosting an exhibition titled George's Gift, featuring items acquired in the last year with the help of David Bezuashvili Foundation, including costumes from Georgian history and cinema, student work by Leonardo da Vinci, paintings, decorative objects, and more. The exhibition runs through the 30th and is closed Mondays, Fridays, and Saturdays. The much-beloved cheap expatty Tbilisi bar Warsaba has opened a Batumi branch. They have a photo exhibition by 90X Collective running until the 1st of September, reggae night every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Odessa Batumi Photo Days runs from the 31st of August through the 2nd of September. On the 31st, an exhibition by Georgi Neberidze, a sculpture by Koko Ramishvili, open at the Contemporary Art Center in Batumi at 6 p.m., followed by a book reading, film screening, and DJ set. Kutaisi Bar El Galayon is hosting Punk Activity, a night featuring Kutaisi bands Anarkli, Zeg, and Citizen Papas on the 26th at 9 p.m. Hulo Municipality is organizing Hulo Fest on the 25th uh, from 2 to 10 p.m. There'll be a fair with local products and crafts, traditional performances, a DJ, and special camping place. Check in Georgia is hosting a traveling festival called the Garden of Our Country, which brings Tbilisi folk groups to the regions. The group Ialoni will perform in Oni on the 25th at 7 p.m., Umbrella Uri at the 26th. Future locations include Batumi, Kerashua, Hevi, and Hulo. Artist Maya Naveriani's show, Gone Here Today, Tomorrow, opens at the Svanetti Ethnographic Museum in Messi on the 25th at 3 p.m., runs through the 14th of October. Her work deals with the female gaze, the new female narrative that is penetrating and destabilizing patriarchal status quo. Tbilisi artist Tedo Rekviashvili is raising money to attend art school in New York. He's already received a scholarship, but attending school in the U.S. is very expensive. You can donate to his talented, to this talented young artist at GoFundMe. 
Link is in the comments. That's it for this week. My Twitter address is at TXTBUK. Our email is tfieldpod at gmail.com. Our post of the form on our website, www.tfieldpod.com. And we will finish with, from earlier this year, from Ottawa, Canada. This is Sue Foley and Send Me to the Electric Chair. Judge your honor, hear my plea before you open up your call. Well, I don't want no sympathy. I went and cut my good man's throat. I caught him with a, a traveling Jane. I warned him twice before I had my knife and I went insane And the rest you ought to know Over him, why?